What's up, everybody? This is Zach and Amy, Shad and Judah with Be a Light. We hope that you've been having a wonderful week. Today, we're going to be talking about forgiveness. Before we jump into the subject, definitely check us out over at patreon.com slash be a light. You can get the show early there in its audio version or its video version. Your support there helps us out so much. It helps us make more awesome things. It helps support us spending time on the show and everything. So please go over there, check it out, toss us a few dollars, make everything happen. And yeah, let's talk about forgiveness. I think this is. Woo, let's talk about forgiveness. <laughs> I think this is. <laughs> I think this is like one of the more interesting subjects because we've already been forgiven. Mm hmm. Like Jesus died, <laughs> we've been forgiven. Boy, I will slap you. <laughs> but I, I think it's important for us to understand that forgiveness doesn't just—it's not a one-way street. It's just not us getting forgiveness from God or Jesus or people, but it's a two-way street. We also have to work to forgive people. Work to keep healthy relationships like we talked about a few weeks ago we've got it's continually working on that so i just wanted to open that up open up the floor shad you've got the bible open so yeah let's go ahead and start here okay this should set the framework of the entire thing okay (laughs) (laughs) i got i got you bro (laughs) Chad doesn't get one of the cool mics. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew 19, the parable of the unmerciful servant. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? And Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay off the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servants just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you, unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Like, 
I know I've dealt with unforgiveness and bitterness um, in the more recent years. Uh, I won't go into details, but there was a situation that I was wronged, but in my flesh, I wanted to hold on to it. Like, anytime I saw this person, I saw them every day. Like, I wanted to, like, beat them with a stick. Mm. Like, I, I was just, like, I was very, like, yeah. Like, I just, like, ooh, like, it would anger me so much. And anytime, like, someone would bring this person up, like, it would just be, like, like, I would have to put them down to, like, feel better. Mm-hmm. And when I rededicated my life, God was, that was, like, one of the first things God dealt with. He was, like, you've got to forgive them. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was very, like, I, I was, like, I was like, I don't know if I can. Like, I really didn't know if I could forgive them. But God kept going on and on and on like he does when he's making a point. Like, he keeps pushing it. Mm-hmm. And over, it was about a month that God was pushing that on me. And then I started forgiving. And every time I would see them, I didn't feel those same feelings. I, mm-hmm. you know, started caring about this person and, like, you know, genuinely concerned or, you know, like, actually cared about when I spoke to them instead of, you know, tolerating them. But the toxicity level of my life went down because I wasn't, like, feeding it. I wasn't just pouring acid into the well. You know, the well had been cleaned. The pH balance was correct now. And I think that just in my life, I saw how a dramatic effect of what unforgiveness compared to forgiveness was. And it's like God wanted me in that place not to hold a grudge, not to slander, not to have harsh words. Talks about that in Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. And it dramatically changed my life. And I, I hope people have that same kind of experience like if you're holding on to that that you gotta let it go mm-hmm. so I want to add to that right um, and kind of go off what you said too um, so we know that if you hold on to unforgiveness for someone it typically is not going to throw you in jail right mm-hmm. so there must be another point he's making as well there so the master forgave right Showed him how to forgive. I'm actually going to read Ephesians 4. But he says, if you don't forgive as you're forgiven, essentially saying, you're throwing yourself in a prison. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you do not forgive, and just like you did, you're going to have to fulfill, you're going to hold on to that entire sentence. You're going to deal with that for your entire life. Mm -hmm. Unless you forgive. To where you build up bitterness. You're going to have to literally pay it back. Um, Essentially, if you hold on, don't forgive, you're paying for it yeah. instead of just releasing it in Ephesians 4 32 it says but instead be kind and affectionate towards one another has God graciously forgiven you then graciously forgive one another in the depths of Christ's love then Ephesians 5 1 because it's just a letter be imitators of God in everything you do for then you will represent your father as his beloved sons and daughters and continue to walk surrendered to the extravagant love of Christ, for he sur- surrendered his life 
as a sacrifice for us. His great love for us was pleasing to God like a, an aroma of adoration, mm-hmm. a sweet healing fragrance. So when you hold on to unforgiveness, you're holding on to your rights. Mm-hmm. And you're not surrendered. To say, I am in unforgiveness, is to say I. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's not to say he. Yeah. Um, that same way he said, because he came back to the, ma- uh, the master and he said, I forgave you. Why couldn't you act just like me? That's essentially the Lord to one of his people saying, why couldn't you act the same way I acted? And then now in Ephesians, <laughs> he's saying, yeah, that's exactly what he's saying. Let's act like he acts. Let's, let's live like he lived. He forgave graciously with no need of payment, cancellation. Now you go do the same. So when we receive the greatest act of forgiveness ever, we can then turn and essentially any qualms we have with anyone, what he's saying, they're like $10 debts. Yeah. We need to be able to forgive those. Mm-hmm. Otherwise we keep ourselves in, otherwise we keep ourselves in prison and we never realize the forgiveness we received. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that Jesus was taught the disciples was how to pray. And I know like the Lord's prayer is like, Mm-hmm. It's so familiar to people, but it talks about you know forgiving, you know God forgiving us like our trespasses as we forgive the, those who trespass against us. Mm-hmm. It's like this perfect being has already forgiven an imperfect being. So an imperfect being forgiving an imperfect being is not that difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just that's a prayer that Jesus you know, is praying and showing us like, this is, these are the basis. You got to (laughs) forgive. So, you you know, like you've already been forgiven, but you got to forgive. So you don't get trapped in that prison. Like that's a, that's a really good way to like, think about it Mm -hmm. because it is a prison. I've, um, Judah mentioned this earlier. I read it earlier myself. He mentioned we weren't recording, but one of the coolest verses in the Bible to me is actually you can go ahead and say it the one about uh, Jesus comparing healing to forgiving oh yeah so yeah the man was lowered down and he, and he said your sins are forgiven and they were like oh this is blasphemy he said well which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or get up and walk but so that you can see the son of man has power take your bed rise and walk yeah <laughs> <laughs> um the natural order of the world, like, if you're maimed and paralyzed, you're maimed and paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. there ain't no coming back from that. But God, you know, yeah. Like, there's, there's an entity that is at work that's beyond what we can control. And I live my life, a lot of my life, with bitterness and unforgiveness. And it was interesting to see that part of the reason, it was actually one of the major reasons that my life hadn't developed that I wanted it to, because I was holding on to bitterness for and, under, and resentment for like so long. But when I finally got to the point where I wanted to forgive, like we have the ability to ask God to do it through us. Mm-hmm. We don't have to just solely yeah. trust yeah. our own ability to do it. And it's, it's a miracle. Because it's a gift of it's a, forgiveness. There we go. Mm-hmm. And in my process, what God did to help me to be able to forgive is he showed me 
all of my debt, just like this story in a way, but it was reverse order kind of. I was wanting to crush the people that had wronged me, mm-hmm. and then God showed me how I owed a thousand pounds or a thousand bags of gold compared to their ten bags of silver or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's like I owed so much more, and he's like, and I forgive you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for the, when I first received forgiveness from God and truly accepted it and truly saw it for what it was, it became so much easier to forgive other people. Mm-hmm. And from that point, I haven't held grudges. And also another interesting point, there was like a core place of unforgiveness. There was a core root where unforgiveness truly began. And there was a whole, there were layers of layers of unforgiveness towards other people on top of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when I addressed the root down at the bottom of where the source of it was, all the other stuff kind of mm-hmm. just went away. Yeah. Hmm. I was just going to say, you know, cursing something at the root, yeah. everything else dies from that. Yeah. And here's a thought. Could that man have forgiven the other servant before he was forgiven? I mean, in my sense, if I had as much debt as he had, I wouldn't have the ability to forgive in just natural sense. <laughs> if I'm like, yeah. man, I got a million in debt. This dude owes me money. Everybody who owes me money, I'd have a ledger. Yeah, you'd be, be going. Like, when did you get it? <laughs> but if the whole my whole reason for keeping them in debt was because I felt in debt, yeah. Once my debt was gone, then I'm like, well, that's gone. Who cares about this? Yeah. What he's saying, like I know I'm going back to it, but he, there was a teaching moment. He said that servant did not learn. Mm. He did not learn <laughs> forgiveness. Learn forgiveness because Peter he brought that up out of nowhere that means he probably had someone who just tried him for the billionth time he's like Lord how many times I gotta forgive this guy and he's like you need to learn how to forgive Mm. I've forgiven you of all this to show you and remember like our forgiveness to me is not remember it's, it's a humanity thing he didn't individually go to each cow and you're good, you're good, you're good. He just forgave humanity. Yeah. Because of one man's because it was one man's transgression that got us into this. Yeah. And so he forgave us all and cleared it because he wants us to be that if we can be forgiven, then we should be able to forgive all the same way he did. There is a beautiful that's why I don't know, I don't want to go too much on a side trail because of time. But people don't like, because they'll mainly say, they're like, oh, I didn't do, well, I wasn't the one who committed that sin, yeah. so why am I included in that? But there's a beauty in it. When you see it, the Lord did that, so we can see. He included everyone in the first Adam, so that, the only reason he did that is so that he can include everyone in the second Adam. Yeah. It's, and so we need to, in the same yeah. way, man, if I can forgive one, then I'm just going to include everyone in that. When we <laughs> forgive one person, we should act, make that an act and throw all of our forgiveness, all the things we have against others on that one person, in a sense, and forgive everyone at the same time. Mm-hmm. And not have to go and make reconciliation with every single person. But in our heart, just like you said, I'm not holding any more grudges. In the same way I was forgiven and he forgave everyone because of one man's actions, then I too 
Yeah. I just forget. I'm done. <laughs> I don't got to reconcile. Don't have to have a conversation. Don't need a, an apology. Don't need none of that. You're just good. We're good. <laughs> I love you all. <laughs> yeah. Um. I had a situation a couple years ago where um like wrong was done to me but I also responded wrongly as well and um I like not anyway, anyway like God was just like he was like you need to go and make things right and um i went and apologized to the people that were involved but didn't like i gave my apology and i already like forgave what they did but i didn't get an apology in return and it was like i was okay with that because it was like I went into the situation where, like, because I was like, God was like, you know, you don't know how they're going to respond, but you have control over how you respond and what you do. And, like, and, you know, with one of the people involved, it was like that forgiveness, it was like, it was opening the door to like relationship again with that person. And it was like, you know, I've, I've forgiven them, but I don't necessarily like trust them. And God was just like, well, you're going to be showing them love. And I was like, well, what if they hurt me again? And he was like, that's okay. And I was like, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> and he was like, and through that pro and, and that person did hurt me again. Um, and but like <clears throat> it's <laughs> having eye conversation. No, it wasn't me. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't Zach. It wasn't Zach. Um No, like like even even when that it was like the they hurt me again. It was like, what can I like all I wanted to do was show them love and um and like it hurt, but it was like God would just keep healing that hurt and like just pouring more love into me and it was like his love outweighs and cancels out anything that anyone has ever done to you or will ever do to you. And mm. like, that's, I mean, he's already paid that price and like, like you were talking about like, um, unforgiveness. It's like, we put ourselves in a prison. It's like that prison of bitterness and, I know I've said it many times before, but it's like there was a period where that person that it was like before I got to the place where I went and apologized to them, I had to wake up every morning <laughs> and be like, okay, I rid of all bitterness, <laughs> and like all all that. Um, 
you know, and replace it with, you know, uh, we, we've said this on the show. It's like having God's heart for that person or yeah. those people. Yeah. Um, and it's like, just like Zach was talking about, like in the Lord's prayer is, you know, it's like, forgive our trespasses as we go and we continue to forgive others. It's like, we receive that once and then for the rest of forever, like we're just, it's like, that's what we're living from. And, um, it's just like definitely in the last like year or so, it's been a very real thing of just, like constantly <laughs> consistently walking in forgiveness yeah. and you know even now like there's it's it's interesting where it's like well forgiveness must mean that your relationship is hunky dory again and it's like no not really like forgiveness it it's releasing that person but it's also releasing you at the same time regardless of what the other person does you can't control mm-hmm. what other people do you look like you got something i'm working on it okay i <laughs> um want to add to that because like yeah what forgiveness okay imagine the lord kept us in unforgiveness right the source of life now let's take a little bit easier example mm-hmm. there's a dam where you can open how much water goes out and close that's the only so- source of water. The Lord shuts himself off. Yeah. We're going to die, right? <laughs> so he forgives graciously because he knows he is the source of life. Yeah. We are lights to the world. Mm-hmm. If we hide ourselves in unforgiveness, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. can't see yeah. to be any better. Yeah. But we're also like in that we're part of that well. You know, we can cut off the stream of God to their life. Especially because I'm not saying like that's anything special, but we are a conduit. We are an ambassador of God. We're his temple where he comes and says, we're his hands and feet. We're yeah. his way he expresses himself. So if we damn ourselves up, yeah. we're saying, Lord, I don't want you to impact that person's life. Yeah. They are not valuable <clears throat> anymore. Yeah. And we are way off base because we could be that person that he brings that mm-hmm. needed word in that season to bring that person into salvation. Yeah. yeah. But if we are in unforgiveness, there's no way <laughs> unless the Lord comes and grants us the ability. Cause it is a gift at the end of the day, yeah. but it's a readily, it's readily, it's a readily available gift. But sometimes yeah. the Lord has to be like, forgive. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I need you to do something. <laughs> yeah. I, I, w- I was you were saying the damn thing, yeah. and I was reminded of. I'm pretty sure it's. it's <laughs> Ezekiel 17, where. Is this the Shema again? Continue. No, that's, <laughs> that's Deuteronomy six, four, and five. But anyway, Ezekiel 17 talks about God flowing from the holies of holies out of the temple through all of Israel into this marsh place where it's dead and his waters take over and life is renewed. Yeah. 
that marsh place is unforgiveness. It's, you know, Mm. sin. It's all of those things. It's, you know, it's corrupted. It's, you know, just death incarnate. But once God comes in, he brings life. Mm -hmm. And it talks about, you know, even the the leaves from, you know, the the flora and everything bring healing. Mm -hmm. And there's fish, there's things that are, you know, there's fishermen, there's all this stuff yeah. that is being brought from this this lake or whatever you want to call it is there's life there. It's bringing life abundantly because God is pouring into it and we can't be salty. Yeah, That's a different kind of salty. Like he calls, he wants us to be the salt of the earth, but he doesn't want us to be salty. <laughs> so be salt and lit, fam. <laughs> <laughs> and the ushers. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Okay. Um, I'm trying to get close to this. Project. <laughs> Sorry for the pounding if you hear it. <laughs> cool. do, 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 do. I'm going to read this and then I'll say what I got to say. This is Romans 11. Mm. Just as you, who were at one time disobedient to God, have now received mercy as a result of their disobedience, so they, too, have now become disobedient in order that they, too, may now receive mercy as a result of God's mercy to you. For God has bound everyone over to disobedience so that he may have mercy on them all. Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has been his counselor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay them? For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Amen. The reason I read all that is because I spent a lot of time in Romans this year. And at one point during my cycles through this book, I was looking at this and realized that God gave us over to disobedience. Like, for many reasons, I'm sure, he wanted us to be able to fall. And I'm I'm not trying to unpack the completeness of that, but... If everyone did not fall short, God would not be justified in showing mercy because some people would have lived a perfect life. Mm -hmm. And then we would be saying that someone who was a murderer or an adulterer was at the same level as someone that was perfect, Mm -hmm. and they're not. It's like a if you're taking an exam and... Mm. 20 people fail the test and the professor wants to curve the test where everyone can pass but that one kid got 100. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now you can't curve the test because they've already maximized the score. So yeah. then everyone fails. Yep. <laughs> Except for that one guy. <laughs> but um, that's not the way he did it. So he created a system to where everyone fails and everyone needs mercy and then once we realize our own depravity and the fact that we need mercy. We don't want to give mercy until we realize how much we need it. And then we're willing 
to extend mercy to other people. And that's why Paul says, oh, the depth, the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. Like Mm -hmm. to create a system to where forgiveness can, that aspect of God's character can be shown. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I was thinking about as a teacher, like you're building a test and then you see like how your students doing and everything, but there's the standard that's been set and Jesus is the key to the test. The key. But, you know, you have to have that standard and God is bringing us through grace, through mercy to that standard because we're dying and renewing our mind to that standard. We're not, you know, just like, well, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Everyone's fallen short of God. You know, everyone's sinned and fallen short. It's no. Disgusting. Yeah, me too. I I know. (laughs) I know. And that's why I wanted to bring it up because, like, we cannot continually live like, okay, God's going to forgive me if I do this. You know, and it's a very easy, it's a lie that the devil uses to keep you going back to sin, Mm -hmm. keep you going back to those vices of the flesh. Yeah, and it's like... We're all going to sin. Yeah, and like you have those temptations to do whatever it was. The things that the the enemy knows that you are a testimony. Mm -hmm. You are a blueprint for God that you can be brought through these things. Mm -hmm. You know, lust, pornography, vulgar language, Mm -hmm. you know, any kind of addictions or anything... Like when God brings you through that, you are a testimony to God can do this. God can deliver from this, and God wants to repeat yeah. that blueprint in people's lives. That's why our testimonies are so powerful. Yeah. But if we live in that lie of, oh, well, if I sin, I'll be forgiven again. Yes, you'll get forgiveness, yeah. but you're not living in the fullness mm-hmm. of God. You're 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 setting yourself up. You're you're playing Jenga and you're just taking out yeah. all the, you know, you're taking out the bases and you're like expecting one <laughs> Jenga yeah, strip yeah. to hold you up. You know, you've got to, you got to renew yourself and stay in line. And when those, mm-hmm. you start veering, you just keep pulling yourself back in line yeah. with God. Something, um, when you were talking, like it, it reminded me of, um, Growing up when we would do like communion in church, in my mind, um, I associated with communion with being that time when you're <laughs> supposed to drag out all of your sins and put them in front of God. And it was like, it was yeah. probably one of the most miserable yeah. experiences. <laughs> Let everyone just examine themselves. Yeah. Trust me, I know. Yeah, and um, and I know like I have a lot of friends and people that I know that are still a part of that culture. Yeah. Um, but it's like <laughs> you were looking at me like <laughs> I got something to share with you. Go ahead after this video. Um, it's an after the video. <laughs> but like it, um, it's now something where it's like it's like I know that it's already taken care of and I know that you know every time I you know come to where I'm you know 
taking part of like the sacrament of communion or whatever. Like it's, um, it's not something that I dread because it's not like, I think so much just because this is what my experience was. And I know a lot of, it's a lot of people's experience. It's like, it's like, that's the only time that people are like dealing with problems or it's like, I know that like you were talking about like, okay. it And honestly, this is like almost like, if you're just like a Sunday Christian, it's like, okay, well I'm going to go out throughout the week and I'm just going to do my normal thing and then come back and, you know, I'll pray and be forgiven then, or I'll be a part of communion or whatever and be forgiven. And it's like, that's not how this works. And like you're reading Romans and it's like, it talks about this in Romans. It's like grace has empowered you to walk in righteousness. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's like, Everybody quotes like, well, all have fallen short of the glory of God. But the next part of that verse is the most. Can you find that? I don't even I want to I want to make sure I say it word for word. I don't remember exactly what it says, but it's like it's. You got it. Googling it would be better. What are we? So. One second. What was for all have sinned yep. and fallen short of the glory of God. The next part, because I want it verbatim. <laughs> Romans 3, 23 through 24. Mm-hmm. And let me get there. Romans. Stop racing me. And yep. <laughs> I've been there. Uh, for we all have sinned and are in need of the glory of God, yet through his powerful declaration and acquittal, God freely gives away his righteousness. His gift of love and favor now cascades over us, all because Jesus, the anointed one, has liberated us from the guilt, punishment, and power of sin. The power of sin no longer has control over us. Yeah. So it's like, well, we've all fallen, like you were talking about, it's like, well, I'm just a sinner. It's like, we have to stop confessing that we are sinners if we've received that forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. We are saved by grace. Like mm-hmm. grace is already taken care of it. It's done. Like signed, sealed, delivered. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think about my dad uses this example all the time. If someone showed up in your yard and they had an elephant and they knocked on the door and said, this is your elephant, you have to sign for it. Would you sign for it? You know, like we've already been delivered from the elephant of sin no. Why would we continually, when they pull up with the elephant, you know, like, all right, let me just sign it right there. And God's like, you don't have to keep taking the elephant. Yeah. <laughs> and then he like takes the elephant back and gets rid of it. And then they drive back up with the elephant. It's like, it's like, no, you're, it's taken care yeah. of. Stop mm-hmm. signing for the elephant. <laughs> Here's the next part of that mm-hmm. verse is Jesus, God given destiny was to be the sacrifice that, to take away sins. Um, and now, and actually really that translation would be better, to take away sin, not just sins, the actions we do, but the power of sin itself. Yeah. Yeah. And now he is our mercy seat because of his death on the cross. We come to him for mercy, for God has made a provision for us to be forgiven by faith 
and the uh, sacred blood of Jesus. This is the perfect dem demonstration of God's justice because until now, he had been so patient holding back his justice out of to his tolerance for us. So he covered over the sins of those who lived prior to Jesus' sacrifice. And when the season of tolerance came to an end, there was only one possible way for God to give away his righteousness and still be true to both his justice and his mercy, to offer up his own son. So now, because we, have st we stand on the faithfulness of Jesus, God declares us righteous in his eyes. Where, then, is there room for boasting? Do our works bring God's acceptance? Not at all. It was not our keep works of keeping the law, but our faith in his finished work that makes us right with God. So our conclusion is this. God's wonderful declaration that we are righteous in his eyes can only come when we put our faith in Christ and not in the keeping of the law. I don't have anything after that. That was a lot, and it was really good. <laughs> you know, and that's coming from Paul. Yeah. And he knew the law, and he kept yeah. the law, and he killed people for not keeping the law. So, you know, it just taking that into consideration is like it's done, it's taken care of. Yeah, and one last thing I'll say is, you know, anybody watching, Jesus said, while I'm here, walk in the light. For when I am taken, the light will be taken. So walk now while it is still day. Because hmm. there comes a time of darkness. That was just a time, though. That was his death to the empowerment of the church. Right, yeah. <laughs> there was that time, but now there's the empowerment of the church. Mm -hmm. And we are the light. I've been around people cuss like sailors i say nothing about it they stop cussing yep. they say i'm sorry they don't even know i'm christian or they barely do and anybody else they wouldn't care they would just yeah. bleepity bleep along and i don't even try to police it but they'll be like man i'm so oh, i'm sorry you know it, the salt if we're the salt of the world if we lose our saltiness what good are we but to be thrown across the path yeah. guys we are the light <laughs> we're Really, yeah, we are the light of the world because we have him. He's the light of the world. He's in us. And we bring light to these people. He, Jesus said they hate me because of what I bring up. But he, just his simple yeah. life brought it up. His life convicted them of their sins. Yeah. Our life should convict of sin without mm -hmm. us saying anything. Smith Wigglesworth and a few others literally had people stop and cry and say, you're convicting me of sin. And they literally said nothing. They just sat next to them. Hmm. That's the power of God is yeah. in us. That literally, someone this close, we can just sit next to them, and the power of God can go, boom, boom. <laughs> and they're going, oh God, because <laughs> the Holy Spirit came into the world to convict the world of sin. Yeah. So we don't have to hold up signs or anything. Our lives, the Holy Spirit, we're. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. I know you don't, but like it's we're good. right here, and the Holy Spirit's like, yeah, they're in arm's reach now. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I can get in, <laughs> get in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got anything else before we wrap it? I'm good. <laughs> Chad. <laughs> I got out. nothing. <laughs> pray, pray, pray us out, man. Pray <laughs> us out. Uh, Father, I thank you for the supernatural gift of forgiveness. 
And it's a beautiful thing, and it's a necessary thing. And I just thank you for helping us to know that we don't have to do it under our own strength. It is a gift from God. You Freely you've given, now freely we can give. So God, help us to receive your gift of forgiveness that we might give it to others freely and be free from it. Uh, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. There you have it, everybody. If you want the show early, a week early, you can go over to patreon.com slash Check it out there. You can get the audio version. You can get the video version early. It's pretty lit, fam. Of course. What do you mean if they want it early? Of course they're going to want yes, it Yes, you want it early. You <laughs> want to get that word. You're like, ah, I need it. I need it earlier than waiting for the Facebook and the YouTubes and the podcast services around the globe. Although good places. We also have some awesome merch. Merch. Yahweh. Yahweh. Yeah, you know I was going. <laughs> we got some cool shirts. Check them out. Uh, we got hoodies as well. So if you want some of those cool ones, uh, check it out. Link is in the description below. But this has been Zach. And Amy. Shad. And Judah. Y'all have a blessed week. Goodbye. Goodbye.